0: Today on Krina and Kirsten Get to Work, we're talking about office gossip and how to do it right. Mm-hmm. I bet you didn't think we we're gonna say that. <laughs> Stay tuned, folks.
1: Welcome to Krina and Kirsten Get to Work. I'm Krina Hoyer. And I'm Kirsten Barron. And we are so happy that so you So happy. So happy. So happy, so happy that you joined us today to talk about ease, meaning, and joy, because that is what we are all about. That's what we're trying to get for women at work. Yeah, that's what say. That's what we want you to get too, ladies. We don't want it. What do you think about the word "ladies"? Someone told me they hate the. Your oh, it was Sally. Your partner said I hate the. I she hate hates the word name, "ladies" the,
0: because one of our paralegals used to refer to her, me and her, if that's the right grammar, as "ladies." And so she has a little burr in her saddle because she felt it was demeaning, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that. I'd never put that together. But she looked me straight in the eye and said, don't, I don't hate. Don't call me ladies. When someone calls me a lady. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Sal. Um, but it's lady, lady. is just like rolls off the tongue. Yeah. I like it better than gals or girls. In fact, I frequently stop. I don't like girls. And say, you mean women? Yeah. When they say girls.
0: I hate that when men say girls. Oh, yeah. I told the girls at the office, I'm like, Oh no, 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 no. Don't tell the girls at the office,
1: no. tell the women yes. at the office. Yeah. Yeah. And, and would you like me to refer to you as boy? Oh man. Yeah. Which is what I said. See, to the the problem is oh. the
0: answer is yes, they would. Well, than that that's case. The they probably problem. did. <laughs> They're like, yeah, that would be super fun. Yeah. I would really like the that. The boys are going out to blah, blah, blah. Yeah. No, I think they love that.
1: Hey, uh, speaking of nothing, I just want to blurt out cause that's what I do. Um, you look particularly... Um, sunkissed? Sunkissed. Just a little bit? Yeah, I wish the listener could take a, see my fabulously uh, sunkissed co-host here in her, uh, draped in her summer apparel, because it's hot as you know what in my office It's hot right as now. you
0: know what. I, we, I considered maybe we should be taping in the new, but Karina said absolutely not. <laughs> I said fair. Okay, fair. I am willing, because it is that warm. I first want to say I'm in this outfit because I'm going to a book launch party. Hmm. For my friend, Shati Mukherjee and her book Site, which I'm very excited about. Oh. So I dressed up. I said, What do you what do you do at a at a book party? What should I book launch party? What should I expect? And she referred to, she said, Well, there's a lot of blow And prostitutes. It's <laughs> like I don't think there's blowin' prostitutes. And uh, she just laughed at me. She uh, goes, Plenty to go around. She's like, Clearly you've never been to a book launch party. No, clearly she's very funny. They're my favorite kind of party. She's very funny. Anyway, I can't. I can't. back to my sun-kissed face. I went to Santa Fe
1: uh, to yes. see,
0: I mean, for to see a very, very dear friend who is in the Santa Fe opera because I wanted a little vacation. And you deserve it. It was lovely and the sun is beautiful there. There's lots of sun, high up, all that stuff, even though I wore my sunscreen. Mm-hmm. Uh, public health notice wear your sunscreen. <laughs> and but I, I have to say, the opera was amazing. I would never have gone to the opera, but for this person that I know that Mm -hmm. was in it. I mean, I'm just not me. And you wouldn't have gone to Santa Fe. I wouldn't have gone to Santa Fe. I wouldn't have got my giddy up on to do it. But the thing that was really so interesting, Steve and I went to a mass at the St. Francis. I think it's the Basilica, the Cathedral Basilica of St. Francis of Assisi in Santa Fe. Okay, so went to eleven o'clock. Is that a Catholic? It's a Catholic church. Okay, I went to went to an eleven o'clock mass. I'm not Catholic. But it was – so it's near this beautiful space, which is got these old 1860s stained glass windows, but these relatively new portraits mm-hmm. and paintings. Mm-hmm. So it's this great mix. Mm-hmm. And, and a pretty old building, yes, right? Yes, it's a very old building, like 18 – I don't know, 60-something. It's old. But the thing that was so meaningful about it and so kind of, you know, kind of heart-opening was – The like the cross cultural nature of the service. It was in Spanish and English. So they would do one reading in English. And then in the bulletin, it was written in Spanish.
1: And they would do
0: the next reading in Spanish. And it was written in English
1: so you could follow along you could
0: kind of follow along i was like dang i might be able to learn spanish if i went to this service a lot more but all the hymns are in they say they sing the hymns both in spanish and english simultaneously or no they sing the first the first they sing it first in english or first in spanish and then they sing it again in the other language same same phrase same verse same whatever it was so cool yeah to just be in this place where both are equal. You're right. Both are equal.
1: Yes, the treatment. Yes, in 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 the verse, in the mm-hmm. bulletin, in the song, it's everywhere. Not like, oh, we're gonna do one token song right. in Spanish. Every single thing. Every single thing was done
0: in both. And the people who were there in the congregation, also this wonderful mix mm-hmm. of people: mm-hmm. old people, young people, white people, brown people. But just it was really one of the more meaningful experiences I've had in a long time that way
1: oh I'm glad you shared that I'm really glad you went I did
0: I was really it was really fun
1: I can picture that too and I can picture I, I imagine a fair number of people knew both languages too
0: Oh yeah, which is so cool. Unless you're the person who only knows English, and then you feel like, what the hell? Right. What right? I know—that's I mean, always me. Like, a, what, what the, the God? hell? I, I just loser. know nothing.
1: Yeah. Well, I shouldn't have said that. I mean, I, I mean, I do. No, feel I really, my, yeah.
0: I, I agree with you. I think the fact that we just speak one language is pretty limiting. Yeah. Anyway,
1: yeah. So there you have it. You're so kind. Again, I'm just gonna keep pointing this out for the length of these podcasts. She's like, "You're right. It's limiting." And I'm like, "I'm a loser and I'm lame because I can't look people. If you want the hard, solid truth, just come to me. Listen to Krita. If you want just the sweet, kind." Obtuse so you truth. To th- you just go the yeah, obtuse. That
0: is true. No. With the edges on it. No, from your shaved yeah, off. It's truth, but yeah, exactly. Oh, well. It's
1: there is not it hey, is not as blunt.
0: This is a great segue Ooh. into our episode. What are we today talking about again? I on- can't even
1: remember. <laughs> that
0: was so <laughs> This is our this is a great episode. I mean great segue into our episode on gossip. Yeah. I mean, right? Because that is a lot of gossip. Like, what flavor do you give it? Sure. Does it have a soft edge, a hard edge? What's oh, your intention? Oh, I
1: see where you're going. See where I'm going? It took me a minute, but now I see it, right?
0: sister. Right, because our goal today is to talk about how to do gossip
1: well. Yeah, because you know why? Because we're going to do it. And you're not going to avoid it. <laughs> you know you're going to gossip. We are human. We. It is human Welcome nature. Welcome to humanity. There is nobody out there who avoid who can effectively avoid gossip and if they are i do not spend much time with them no they're not very much fun i can well, guarantee it's just, that it, i think i'd feel uncomfortable <laughs> yeah yeah exactly because and so and as we learned uh there are ways to do uh to gossip well well mm-hmm. which and just let's master it Let's master Let's it like everything else. I Let's feel, have some mastery. Personally, I feel like I have mastered it. I've had so much practice. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably not something I should we admit. We should
0: talk about what gossip is. We should. We should talk about what Do you gossip want to? is. Well, I think there are lots of different views of this.
1: Yeah, I think of it. I've always thought of it as. Really, that kind of quintessential negative, Mm -hmm. just talking shit on somebody. Negative. So I asked a couple people what they
0: thought gossip was. One person said, it's the negative things you say about people. Hmm. It's the things you want to keep secret. Oh. That was a good one. Uh It's the things you don't want other people to hear.
1: Or it's the things you want to say about someone else that you don't want them Them to to hear. hear. Yeah. Yeah. Turns out. No, that's only part of the story. Only part of the story. No, if you were an academic, like the rest of us, no, <laughs> if you were an academic, you're, you would know that the definition is actually just talking about someone who's not present. Mm-hmm. Really, that's it. All you're doing is talking about someone who's not present. And so even by telling stories about clients or people, we're on this podcast, we're gossiping.
0: Yes. Yeah. We're talking about people who aren't present. Yeah. Yes.
1: So it's not negative. There's no value attached to it. It's simply talking about someone who's not there. And turns out, People spend an average of about an hour a day at work gossiping. And I think it's low.
0: I think, I don't know, an hour is a long time.
1: Well, okay, I think it's low because there's so, well, it depends on what kind of a workplace it is, I guess. But think about all of the different conversations you have about clients or customers or kids or parents or, you know, um, patients or whomever. Or coworkers. Or coworkers. All of those conversations qualify as gossip. Now, the researchers who did this study came up with that number because they listened? they actually wired people and just let them move about their day for like a week and and listen to their
0: conversations but these were not work-related
1: right actually I think you're right Kirsten it wasn't at work the study that we read just said generally people during the day
0: yes workplace chatter other people, with families, families yeah, or whatever. friends. Yeah. But,
1: but again, I think that what was interesting was that the way that people got this information was they literally had to listen. They wired people up and they listened <laughs> to their conversations and they, and they determined how much of it was gossip. But they also took a look at the nature of it. And I think this is kind of where people's perception of what gossip is or isn't can shift the, because they found that most gossip was neutral. Not negative or positive.
0: And the thing that I read said that they were actually bored. That they were
1: <laughs> the people doing the, the study. researchers
0: the researchers that <laughs> were listening to the gossip said, Well, it's actually boring.
1: Yeah, it's really not that yeah. juicy. Mm-hmm. They did also say that frequent gossipers tend to be more Extrovert. that makes total sense to me yeah like if you get your juice from interacting with other people of course you're going to be gossiping yeah, more because you're looking you're.
0: for your juice yeah, yeah yeah yeah
1: but also there's this stereotype like the stereotypical gossiper is a woman and i do think that women engage in gossip for sure but it's more neutral gossip mm-hmm. than men i read
0: that they may they may gossip more which makes sense to me because they talk more and engage more as well but i read the same thing that they typically their gossip is more neutral than men
1: yeah and younger people gossip more negatively
0: which is interesting than older people
1: which i can kind of see right because then you get a little bit older you sort of start to you form bonds and friendships using a different set of information
0: and i think as you get older you have more experiences realizing that 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 negative gossip is really painful to people. Right. And you don't want to hurt people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hopefully.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I also think, and I'm just going to, this is all just like speculation before we kind of dig into more of the like, why we gossip and obviously how to do it well. That's the whole purpose of this. I think that what we will discuss a little bit more later is that gossip also is this way of socializing Mm -hmm. and understanding kind of what is acceptable or not acceptable in the group. And so when you're younger, I can see doing it more and gossiping more negatively about other people as a way to sort of test what's acceptable or not acceptable.
0: What are the social norms? Yeah. yeah. That's my theory. What behavior least. is okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, what was interesting, uh, in doing this research is there's so much information about like how to avoid gossip, how to stay out it's of gossip, negative, blah, 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 blah. Um, but, but. And researchers have been really trying to understand why we do it. What is the evolutionary function? And really, what does it do to our brains? Which,
0: you know, I love. I cannot get enough of that. And this brain part is really interesting.
1: It is interesting. There was a 2015 study that was published in the Social Neuroscience Journal. And they kind of looked at brain function when men and women were hearing both positive and negative gossip about themselves and their best friends and celebrities. And when people were hearing um, gossip about themselves or negative gossip in general, it showed more activity in their prefrontal cortex of their brains, which according to them is key to like our ability to navigate complex social mm-hmm. behaviors, which is kind of what I was just saying about the young people, right? It's more of our executive function. Yeah. And when you're, yes, yeah, so when you're hearing, this gossip about yourself, your brain—the sort of problem-solving solving part of your brain lights up. They're like, oh, what's okay, what's not okay, what's acceptable, what's not acceptable. You know, and by the way, we say prefrontal cortex basically on every show. I feel like I need to get a prefrontal cortex T-shirt. Charm I want and a T-shirt it that says "Love my
0: prefrontal." <laughs> Give me some more prefrontal.
1: That, That's what like, I want. Wait, what? What?
0: What's Are with that frontal?
1: prefrontal? Yeah. Anyway, isn't that interesting?
0: Yes, it's really interesting. It
1: also found though that. Uh, when they found, ne- when they listened to negative gossip, like about celebrities or other people, it also kind of in- it lit up this part of your brain called the salacious. Oh no. Sorry. The sawdate nucleus? <laughs> the salacious
0: brain? Who doesn't have a, maybe it's salacious. It could be a salacious brain.
1: (laughs) Lit up the sodate nucleus in their brain, um, which is
0: the reward center. This is so... So when I hear... Like gossip about, I don't know, Serena Williams or Beyonce or J Lo. Yeah. That is my reward center, like a dopamine hit or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, like the tabloids give you a dopamine that explains it. But gossip about yourself or or close friends gives you a lesson learned. Lesson learned, prefrontal cortex processing. Yeah. God, these brain things are crazy. Interesting. Crazy. Just as a total side note, I watched a YouTube video about a guy who's doing brain imaging on dogs using MRI machines and the training these dogs go through to sit in one of those tubes and actually wear earmuffs be and be still is showing we're now we're doing brain imaging on a uh, very intelligent okay, I'm gonna dogs research. That. No, you got to look that I one gotta up. I got to look that up. I know. MRI and dogs. Yeah. So it is interesting though, that this again, evolutionary scientists and brain scientists are all kind of trying to figure out why we do it and what the rewards are. Can we are. talk
0: for a minute about the evolutionary yes. scientists? Yep. Okay. So from an evolutionary perspective, what does gossip serve? Well, first of all, it's gotta be we talked about it already, it's learning, right? We can learn from each mm-hmm. other, we can share information. Mm-hmm. Um, we can figure out what behaviorally is okay and not okay, right, by listening to everybody else. Yep. So what else well else why else do they think that we do this? Because we all do it for an hour a day. Yeah. So why else are we doing it besides the learning piece and the sharing information piece?
1: Uh, There's a woman named Robin Dunbar. She wrote a book called "Gossip Grooming and the Evolution of Language," and her whole theory is that it really is the the primary purpose is to allow us to keep track of what's going on in our our social circle. Okay, sharing information. So it really is what those that that is specific thing. Like, yeah, sharing information and understanding which makes total sense. What's acceptable and not acceptable? And I guess if you think evolutionarily, like way back when. If that person who's no longer present, if I'm telling a story about that person who's not here and that person happened to have like eaten a deadly nightshade and right. got super sick, right. then you know, we're passing or fallen information. off
0: a cliff or whatever right. it was, yeah. passing information. Yeah. Okay.
1: And that stuff still applies at work, right? So, like, there are so many positive things, things that, that come. you can glean when it's done well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And again, you know, in addition to all the things we've already said, researchers have also identified a fair number of others, including something that I hadn't thought about before, which is it can really help us feel closer to each other at work. See, that's
0: the thing to me that makes the most sense. Uh huh. Because sharing information is about disclosure. Right. And intimacy is all about disclosure. Right. I have to trust you to be able to right. share this information. Um, and, and then so then I trust you. I share the information. I trust you more or not. Right. Yep. But that whole idea of building intimacy around gossip. And we'll talk about this in the negative And the negative side of gossip, but you have to be careful there about how you use gossip. Yeah. How you're trading on your gossip.
1: Well, because I think there are people out there who are information brokers. Yes. Who use gossip to build intimacy and throw their coworkers under the bus while they're doing it. Sorry, bus drivers. Yes. Sorry. you. Yeah, exactly. No, I agree. We'll talk about that more on the negative side. Um, And uh, Stanford University study showed that... um, though in addition to making people feel closer, that gossip also made mem- groups um, kind of cooperate mm-hmm. more effectively and deter selfish behavior. Now this
0: is so interesting that this is the finding because there has been a, I don't know if I would say, a tendency, a trend to out to outlaw ban gossip in the workplace like I have many employers policies? policies who are like no gossip in the workplace they have a policy that says you can't talk negatively about people you can't talk about people who aren't there etc uh, etc now uh-huh. as an aside the National Labor Relations Board has said that interferes with employees right to collectively bargain for uh, workplace conditions uh-huh. Right. So there's it's it's illegal. That's illegal. But also, I think it's it's unrealistic. Yeah. And it doesn't recognize that there can be really positive ways of dealing with gossip. You know, right. po- advantages to right. gossiping. Right. So I'm an I'm a no. On those policies. Yeah.
1: Allowing people to talk about others who aren't there if they are not shit talking, Mm -hmm. right? If we're not building up toxic um, workplaces along the way, it is really powerful. And it also has this like opportunity to figure out what the norms are. Yes. Right? Like we said, what the norms
0: in the workplace are and for us to learn from each other about what's okay and what's not okay.
1: Yeah. One of the things when I find myself talking about other people, is that uh, that I f- physically feel is um, sometimes a relief of burden, and I think this is where I was when we first started talking about this um, episode. I said, "How do we get to the nugget of like releasing burden? I'm just I just need to process this I with somebody. I need this. to think yes. about this. This is this how we started on this topic, right? Yeah. Like, how do you go from I need to relieve myself of this burden and you know, just share some information, and get some perspective mm-hmm. to, Oh my God, you wouldn't believe it. It happened again to, you know, blah, 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 blah. Oh and yeah. That me too. Like that to me, that, fi- that is a fine line. That is a fine line between sitting down and saying
0: to somebody, I need to process this with you. I trust you to keep it confidential or whatever it is Right to just commiserating together. Cause that also does relieve a burden. Right. Right. There's some burdens that you don't get to relieve. That's part of the learning of gossiping, right? There's something you do have to keep a secret. You don't get to
1: relieve your burden. Yeah. Oh, can I tell just a little story about that? Yes, tell a story about that. Well, so in my work, I'm frequently, well, you too, I know this, right? I'm frequently sitting with someone who's sharing deep and personal information about their coworkers Mm -hmm. with me. And And private and confidential. Yeah, the impact that those coworkers have on me. And I listen and I don't, I don't, like, I have to work, I have to be very conscientious that I don't commiserate, mm-hmm. that I just listen and take in the information. And and recently somebody said to me, oh my gosh, I just wish that I knew. I wish I, wish I knew how you were feeling. I wish I knew what other people had said. I wish I knew this. I wish, it, you know, I wish I knew that. And I said, isn't it beautiful that you don't? Yes. Because right? in
0: your role as a consultant, as an organizational consultant for folks, yeah. helping get them through whatever they're getting through, that really is not your role.
1: No. Right. So it's beautiful that they don't know what I'm thinking because mm-hmm. I had effectively resisted the urge to commiserate.
0: And to really or to release a burden like, oh, my God, she did that to me, too. Yeah. Because it's really not helpful for your particular role. Right.
1: But I think that that is a lesson that, lesson that people can sort of apply. Like if you're going to be If you're going to be reaping the benefits of gossip you kind of got to shut it down before Mm -hmm. it turns into a downward spiral of negativity where we're villainizing somebody Mm -hmm. else right yep yeah agree um yeah what are the other benefits of gossip can you think of any more
0: so i think also you know gossiping the connections that we make through that can stave off loneliness they can create bonding and closeness we've kind of talked about that and they're entertaining yeah I mean we as humans are entertaining let's just be honest we're fascinating we're endlessly fascinating (laughs) and that's what gossip partly is that's why I think one of the reasons we do it because we're just endlessly fascinating
1: yeah exactly and so if you are the subject of workplace gossip it's because people just think you're really interesting and or maybe a little bit nutty and or and the hope
0: is that the person who has an experience which mm-hmm. is negative mm-hmm. talks to somebody they can tr- they trust they relieve that burden they process that they have some effective tools to deal with it and they go forward yeah. if that person finds out mm-hmm. what was said about them mm-hmm. you know there's an opportunity for that person to learn yeah if they cannot be defensive yep. and they may be terribly hurt depending on what was said this is and then this is where we start to get into the negative thing right right I
1: will say though that there was a research a researcher from King's College in London who fancy. studies gossip oh that's a fancy place right and she even said yeah it, it, sometimes negative gossip can hurt but it frequently leads to self-reflection and improvement of your yeah. behavior yeah you repair the aspects of your behavior so again socializing and creating expectations now again I do not want to say go shit talk all your coworkers, workers right and you'll have the behavior in the hopes that they behave change their behavior yeah exactly but it is interesting right again Want to turn this on, so you we're gonna do it. You you cannot avoid it. You know,
0: it's interesting you say that because I can think of a couple of times where I have I have heard that somebody said I talked too much or I was too loud or I interrupted, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm an East Coaster, we do this interrupting thing. <laughs> I'm really trying to get off of it, but you know, whatever. Um, I love it, by the way. Thank you, friend. Our listeners do, Thank you so, friend. Thank you, friend. But it was really helpful to me in that group to just take a deep breath, take a step back, listen more, talk less, Mm -hmm. provide space, and allow for pauses. So I can think of situations where I've been shit-talked, and it really helped. Sweet was little shit talk to be honest. Yeah. But it really helped.
1: No, yeah, because you heard about your impact on mm-hmm. others and some people don't get that the benefit yep. of that. And they
0: obviously couldn't tell me directly.
1: Yeah. Right. Which would have been reason. preferable. Right. But
0: whatever. Right. Okay. So on to the negative gossip. But this is the stuff we do not want.
1: Yeah. The negative side of I mean we can all picture like we've we've all been done it. We've let it go bad. And we've probably all been the victims yes. of negative mm-hmm. gossip. Really, really when somebody is not keeping it above the belt, as I like to say, and, uh, and, and saying crappy things about you.
0: Yeah. Workplace gossip can be a big contributor to a toxic workplace. Mm-hmm. Like if you, you can, it can erode trust. It can erode morale. And then once we do that, people waste their time. They're not productive. They're distracted. They're upset. It's all of that crappy stuff.
1: Yeah. Hurt feelings. Divis- By the way, you just said toxic workplace. Uh, we got so much good feedback on our toxic coworker episode. I want to do an episode on toxic, toxic workplaces. I think that's a great idea. Okay, I yeah, that's cause a great I, cause, and I think this kind of behavior that pe- that you tolerate contributes, contributes mm-hmm. to it. Yep. And so again, you can't let it go down into the place where you're losing productivity and wasting time and making feel like people feel right. The and where you. gossip
0: results in people taking sides. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. Being against each other, creating, um, what do you call that? Factions? Factions, that's exactly what I was thinking. Oh my God. Thank you, thank you. You know
1: what's interesting here recently, and I actually think you have to take your workplace culture into into account when you decide to engage in this or not. Mm -hmm. I was recently working with a client who has a pretty tough workplace culture. I'm not gonna lie. We're just starting to rebuild some trust. And there was a meeting behind closed doors that tur- that was nothing. It was a completely behind- benign meeting. But it was kind of the way that these people left the room and decided to take the conversation elsewhere mm-hmm. created like this panic almost about who's being, what are they talking about? Who's going to be said to So, you know, positional leaders, if you're a person who's in, you know, has some power or if you're a non-positional leader who has a lot of influence, if your culture is bad and you, you know, approach workplace gossip in this sort of, kind of sort of way, right. it, I can see how that would happen. It just like your right. panic, uh, response just goes e- right. Yeah. Which, part of the toxic workplace. Yeah, exactly. I have a rule
0: about this negative thing. Oh yeah. So I have decided that if I say something, I have two responses to it, right? I have to be ready to say to the person about whom I have spoken. Yes. I said that and I believe it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And it's true. And I'm, I am sorry, your feelings are hurt, but that doesn't mean it's not true or, or, I'm an asshole. <laughs> that's the other one. Like, you're so right. I'm just an asshole and I'm sorry I said that. I should never have said so that. So you're going to
1: own it. No yes. one way or the that's other. That's
0: that's my rule. When I say something, I make I say to myself, you got to own this, KB. So what are you going to say? Yeah. So that's my like kind of bright line <laughs> test for negativity. Are you willing to own it?
1: Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: To the face of the person you're talking about.
1: Yeah. Yeah, right. That's how I feel about w- putting anything in writing. Like I am not going to put anything in writing that I am not willing to own a hundred percent. Absolutely. Maybe, frankly, I want to do that with my verbal things too. Right. But people can interpret it and misconstrue. But when, uh, yeah, I would never gossip
0: put some something gossip gossipy in writing, writing
1: and email it or text it out oh my gosh no okay that is good that I, is one good. of my hard and fast do, ha, rules about how to do gossip well for sure yeah I love your test though too like yeah it's the same thing like how would if could I look the person in the eye who I'm and have a about? response
0: either I'm an asshole or yeah, yeah sorry that is true yeah right yeah and maybe even no sorry depending on the circumstances
1: <laughs> right yeah maybe even not yeah that's true. I did yeah What else? How else do you think we could do gossip?
0: Well, okay. So that's kind of the, that's when I filter it through the negative test, right? So what's the positive? Like when we're gossiping, when we're talking to other people, how is it that we do that? So, so first of all, I think that you, it's really important just to really check in and consider whether you're trash talking the person Mm -hmm. or you're talking about behavior that affects you. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, which
1: I think is like also rooted in therapy, right? Like we talk about the behavior rather than the person. Than the person.
0: That's, yeah. a, that's a good observation. But I do think that if I'm talking about the behavior and how it affects me as opposed to the person, mm-hmm. I think I'm less likely mm-hmm. to vilify. Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Give me an example. Like instead of like, oh, my God, she's so terrible. I can't stand it. Or, oh, my God, that was so, she was so rude to me you could say, wow, the way that she spoke to me really hurt my feelings. And I don't like it when she gets.
0: Yeah. Something like that. I can think of like at work, I can think of it. There's a situation with the copier where there's one person who is always at the copier and is not organized and super slow. So you can never like, when you run in to get a copy when there's a client there, this person is at the copier and you can never get in. Mm, Right. mm -hmm. And so instead of saying, you know, so-and-so is selfish. So and so is disorganized, so and so is not thoughtful, right?
1: Mm-hmm. I focus and
0: say, I am super frustrated about not being able to get to the copier during my client meetings. Yeah. And not that it happens once, but like all the time, right? Sure. sure. So that's, I think, an example to say, I'm really frustrated because I can't get into the copier as opposed to that person is selfish. That person right? has no organization. She's yeah. right? I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. right? That's very personal. Yep.
1: Yeah. Not helpful. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Which is also another one. Which is also,
0: by the way, as an aside, not true. Like, oh, right. None of the things, none of the negatives that I could put on that person are true. Yeah. So it's not really helpful to say that because it's just kind of spreading false information.
1: Right. Which I was just going to say, that's one of really... Do, do not, not spread t- false information. Yeah, just like if you're going to talk about somebody else who's not there, avoid hearsay. Mm-hmm. This is really where it goes from, you know... That this game, is hard. That game of telephone though? This is though?
0: hard in gossip because that's kind of one of the big triggers, like yeah. attachments, like whatever the juiciness of gossip is. Oh, did you hear what so-and-so said? Yeah.
1: Right. But if, if it's, did you hear what so-and-so heard so-and-so said? Say, mm-hmm. then that's your say, yeah. right so I think uh, only talking about your own personal experiences and really trying to stay out of that like t- the game of telephone
0: right spreading stuff that you don't really that you don't really have firsthand knowledge of yeah yeah
1: yeah and
0: then also too like when we're talking about creating intimacy right it's like taking somebody else's experience mm-hmm. and using it as our own seems weird Mm. I don't know if it's triangulation or whatever it's called, but, you know, using somebody else's experience for my own seems weird.
1: Right. So somebody else had an experience with this person and now I'm gossiping about what that Mm -hmm. other person said Mm -hmm. or did or experienced. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I think that's. And that's not triangulation. Triangulation is when you talk to somebody else about this person rather than directly to them. Yes. When you have a problem that needs to be solved or an issue that needs to be addressed. Yeah. So I think it can be both. Yeah. I think there's another thing that I really struggle with is not embellishing the truth. Oh, because my gosh, I please, love is this, a good story and this I, is I will so just me. let me just like ramp it up exactly. a teeny bit more because this is gonna make it's it more way inter- more interesting. Totally
0: more interesting. Yeah. yeah I'm exactly. the exact same way. No. And it's like, oh, okay, that's true. Okay, just exactly. state the fact.
1: Yeah, don't embellish. Although it really does make it. You good know what story. I started
0: doing because I realized I was having a hard time with this? I will embellish and then I will say I embellished. I'll be like, it's like forty-five blah, blah, blah And then I'll say, well, you know, I'm embellishing. So I will say the things I can't help myself. Yeah. But then I'll call myself out. You know, I'm exaggerating, of course.
1: Oh, yeah. OK, that's a good one. Because I love a good spit take when someone's like taking a drink of their coffee and then I say something hilarious and then they really spit it out. Like, that's it. Like, you embellish a story and you just wait for a yes. minute and you're like, and here it just comes want a the reaction. And when life is not, does not have a ton of punchlines, unless you're hanging out with Karina and Kirsten, and then that's a I'm whole just, nother story. Right. By the way, we were getting pedicures the other day and we got fangirl we did it was very it was fun i think it was because my toes look so good i think it was cool and then i got to give a sticker to the next lady down the thing it was very exciting i know wait are you creating kirsten i know uh, listen so funny. to us vacations and pedicures you oh my God. you'd think that we just live some i wish people could see me standing here in my tank top sweating my guts out Yes. Right? Like yes. having just had a handful of nuts for lunch. It's not all glamour here, folks. <laughs> just let me tell you, listeners, the podcast
0: world is not all glamour. This is not all glamour. Okay. It was especially not glamour in the barn when it was 20 degrees outside in our puffy coats. Oh, my
1: God. That we was, have just that been was through it all. Though.
0: That was fun, though. alright
1: I'm going to offer my one last... Uh, there's probably millions more here, but I, my one last uh, how to do it well tip Yep, is be very aware of the narrative that you're creating about yourself. Yeah. That's if a really you good one. are willing to gossip about someone else in a way that just is not, and it does not have any integrity and that's all for the, you know, glory or information brokering or stoking the flame or whatever you, those people, it will be, it will not build trust. And you will eventually be labeled. This will become part of your personal brand. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, how to do it well. Everybody knows someone they work with who's a gossiper. Yeah. And the not the fun kind. No.
0: Everybody knows when it's a negative Mm -hmm. gossiper. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Takeaways. Focus on behavior, not the person. Yep. Don't triangulate. Yep. Focus on your experience, not somebody else's. Don't
1: embellish. Oh, darn it. I know, right? Don't
0: embellish. Yep. And you said this before, keep it above the belt. Yeah. Meaning don't talk like nasty, trashy, crappy stories. Yeah.
1: Don't use it as a way to damage somebody else. Yeah, right.
0: And the point of gossiping is unburdening yourself. Yeah. But being careful about unburdening yourself so that it is like for a positive connection, for a learning, for a self-reflection, for feedback. Right. right? There's all these really positive things. Yeah. That gossip serves. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I love that. And I think the other, you know, the other, the flip side of this is if you, somebody comes to you with gossip, you know, ha, being, being aware of when it's kind of crosses over the line maybe and have kind of have at the ready, Hey, I, I'm not ready to talk about that. If you want to, you know, if you want to share your experience with behavior or what, you know what I mean? Like have, yeah. Create a safe space for other people to share and build trust and intimacy with you, but also know where your boundaries are. Yeah, if you, if you, you know, and exercise them. Honor your preferences.
0: Always good to have a boundary.
1: Always right? good to have a boundary. So
0: here's where we are at the end. What are we really saying? Get out there and gossip and gossip well.
1: Yeah, exactly. Keep it confidential. <laughs> Let's not spread vicious rumors about each other. But exactly. yeah, use it Do as it an well. opportunity to build relationships and trust mm-hmm. and and
0: learning and, and get learn. feedback and process and all that stuff
1: yeah so you can get some ease meaning and joy listeners take care thanks for listening bye Karina and Kirsten get to work is recorded and produced by yours truly Karina Hoyer and Kirsten Barron find all of our episodes anywhere you listen to podcasts you can also find us on YouTube Facebook Twitter Instagram on our website or email us at work at gmail.com